you'll see um, the purpose of those different things would, would cause your mind to be more uh, concerned with the things of God. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, if you look at the calendars, um, if not, you know, you can still thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for discernment and what He wants to do in you and through you. Um, but uh, as I prepared for to preach one of the other laws last night, uh, the law of applied faith, and I was working on my notes. We was going to talk about faith today and to build your faith up, and, and I wasn't sure how God was going to do what He going to do with me preaching that message. Um, uh, he interrupted that message with a message I have released before. Now I can just give you the count. Um, that the message I've preached uh, has been a very um, pronounced fruit after I released this word because of the the weight of Lord it, 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 the revelation on the revelation that is curious not the scriptures you don't know you probably heard the scriptures and the messages preached from the scripture a hundred times but it's just the fact of the revelation that God gave me years ago I did release this message in a conference and then I moved in a conference and I feel the same type of power um, here with us today because of the word and because of you who you are and the significance of the time that you were born in and why this is happening for you. Um, so um, I will say this because this came out of having the revelation Eve can deal with me on is uh, um, the absolute power of God. Now, the absolute power of God is uh, the manifestations. In order to have manifestations of miracles, yeah, you have to have the absolute power of God. And so this is what we have to long for or wait on or pray about or claim by faith is having the absolute power of God. There's dunamis for different other words for power of God, but last night I was seeing the absolute power of God. Uh, just to get a, you know, a, a taste or a glimpse of, of what he wants to do, uh, we have to have faith for that. Um, besides him, there is no other, um, but it's also a prerequisite of an open heaven. If you want these things to happen over your life, over your ministry, over anything you do, understand ministry, you just mean service. So whatever, whatever, whoever you serve, you know, it's necessary to have. You want God to have to open over everything you do. We talk about understanding in the Bible that heaven's open, open up over the apostles because they were functioning uh, under the sonship of Jesus Christ. And so these things happen in the Bible. And I can show you various accounts of where that, where that comes, how that happens. But understanding this now, um, this kind of power Transcends, transcends light and sound. It doesn't need those to signify its existence. It just is. Um, it actually has to slow down <laughs> in the earth ground for us to even notice that it's power of, of God. So, you know, it's, a, it's just God's power and so it moves ahead of light and sound because it's his power because it's part of God's DNA it's just something that he's it emanates from him he doesn't have to try to have it uh, he doesn't have to consecrate himself
it's just something that's part of him. Uh, so understanding that it's necessary that we move into a place of expectation of the absolute power of God. Now, I understand what the other services you may go to. I uh, know I'm just looking at that as a reference point that you hope that the man and woman of God is trying to come to a place like that. But that's not necessarily always going to happen. And understand they may not have that may not be their mindset. I'm not saying they're a disobedience of God. They, that thing, those kind of moments comes in times and seasons and you, you come to a consecrated moment when those things can happen. Alright? So we're in a place we have need of, we have we wanting, we're desiring for the absolute power of God to shift us into a place. Now, give you some scripture, and then we'll go into the message. I really didn't take any notes for this message because it's been in my spirit for years, and as I was preaching, God told me to go back to that message, and I really, the last time I preached it, I put a lot of myself in it. Um, I really don't want to do that today, but we'll see what God does as we go forth. We're dealing with Matthew 9. Now this this particular passage is, is in all the Gospels, but we'll do Matthew 9, um, chapter 20. I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 9, verse 20 and 21 through 22. And I think you, when you begin to read it, you'll know the story. And then we'll just proceed from there. Everyone have it, please signify by saying amen. touched the hem of his garment but she said within herself I may if I may be touched his garment I shall be whole you okay all right but Jesus turned him about and when he saw her he said daughter be of good comfort thy faith hath made the whole and the woman was made whole from the, uh, that hour and you know Jesus came to the ruler's house and saw the minstrel that was making the people was making noise and he, and he said, said to them give place for the maid is not dead but she sleepeth and they laughed at him to scorn but the people were put forth and he went in and took her by the hand and 
the beta rolls. Amen. Let God add a blessing to the reading of the word of God. So, the title of this message, I was dealing with applied faith and the force of faith, but I have to deal with what God told me to do when I'm preaching the message, um, the Chronicles of a Broken Church. The Chronicles of a Broken Church. And so we know the story where um, Jesus is going to Jairus' house. And Jairus was a prominent uh, figure in the city. And so he was going, he wanted Jesus to pray for his daughter, which is 12 years old, by the way. Keep that in mind, 12 years old, by the way. Um, and understanding that basically he wanted him to pray to basically raise her from the dead. So he was applying his faith. Mm -hmm. But on the way, we know the woman with extra blood, she's, she was wealthy, she depleted all of her wealth. Now Jewish custom says because she is unclean, she cannot come to the house of God and, and, and fellowship, and, and therefore, um, if you touch her, you'll be unclean also. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, she could not worship with the other believers. She was isolated. How many people in this place have isolated themselves um, from a life because of certain problems or situations. It could be financial, it could be uh, relational, it could be social. Um, you know, today our, pe our young people can get on the phones and we deal with social media. Um, uh, we deal with uh, cyberbullying. And so it's not, not no longer on the playground where, you know, a bigger child will, sort of, so, you know, so to speak, uh, punk out a smaller child now they just do it by the internet. They don't even see each other, but they put out a videos of, of a compromising position, something they said. Sometimes they start a fight from what someone might say in a video. So I'm just saying that it's different nowadays, but it's still there where someone may isolate themselves. This child may come to school, he may isolate himself because he doesn't want to fight. Uh, he doesn't want to be, you know, he doesn't want people to laugh at him. Uh, so him or her. So this happens, so <clears throat> you may be uh, suffering from a divorce, you may be suffering from a, a marriage that needs help or counseling, uh, you may be suffering from uh, inability to uh, connect with people, uh, you may deal with depression. So anyway, this woman is isolated from society, you know, because of her issue of blood, she was bleeding, she was bleeding eternally, uh, the doctors couldn't figure it out. Uh, no one understands exactly what is going on with her. And so this is happening for 12 years. For 12 years, it's happening. Going back and forth to the doctor. The doctor telling you, oh, we don't have a diagnosis. Uh, getting the MRI. Uh, the MRI doesn't show anything. Uh, you do a dye test. You take a dye test. You know, you shoot in the veins, you drink it, you go take the test. They can't see anything with the dye or the ultrasound. Uh, you go to all different things. Uh, uh, they give you medications to, you know, circumvent the symptoms, not necessarily, necessarily heal you from it completely because they want you to come back and continue to pay, take the medication to keep you uh, victimized from mm -hmm. the situation. So they appease the pain, not take it away. Mm -hmm. Can I get a witness? Amen. We've been there. So therefore, we understand that this happened to her 
And I'm just trying to bring it up to date because we don't necessarily know the medical practices of that particular time. I really don't feel like getting into that right now because I'm going somewhere. So we see these things happening. So on his way, Jesus, now it's funny because people are around him. It's a crowd. It's a it's a it's an active crowd. It's, it's all kind of people touching Jesus. It's all kind of people grabbing and holding and pushing and pulling. You know, just bumping, you know how it is in New York. You've been in New York, you walk through New York, there's a whole lot of people. And it it's not during the day, it's like four o'clock in the morning, the same amount of people that was there four o'clock in the afternoon is there at four o'clock in the morning. So it's like they don't sleep. Just going somewhere, doing something. And so therefore this is just, you know, you don't really know. You know, we in the movies back in the eighties and nineties, we see the purse snatcher part of the movie that somebody will catch them and you know, they're the hero. I'm just saying that is all that stuff's going on. Give you visualization, I support visualization, I know. But anyway, all that stuff happens. And so now it's, um, it, this stuff is happening. Mm -hmm. And she says what? She says what? Within herself. Mm -hmm. She says within herself. First key thing. Um, she knew that she had to uh, do something. Mm -hmm. And she, she placed her faith in that moment. God is asking you to place your faith today on this moment mm -hmm. within yourself. And she said, you know, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. Mm -hmm. And now if you, you know, we have, I have a couple of talit here. Uh, one was actually made for me, whether when we, we someone bought for us and had some Hebrew writing, had some healing scriptures at the end of it. Um, um, the one that was made for me had some long string, but it got tangled up, so I cut it off. But it's still the representation of what it means. It's still significant to me to remind me of uh, what I'm walking in and what I need to walk in at the time. I didn't know because I was not really walking in anything at the time. But anyway, so, uh, or you understand and comprehend what God wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. So, understanding all of that, that she, you know, she touched the hem of her garment. The hem of her garment had a pomegranate. It was uh, part of the delete has some different details to the finite details of things that was significant with dealing with the sleep. And so therefore we now we put it over our heads, our faces to signify intent or somewhere we can you know, clear all the madness around us to hear his voice. Uh, and so that's the principle of that. I don't know why everybody's doing what they're doing with the police now. They're, there's nothing wrong with them, but they put it on a pulpit or they do different things that really don't get off in the why they do that type of stuff. Cause I'm just trying to stick with the original meaning of that, but right. just understanding that she said that if she could touch the hem of his garment, she will be made whole. Um, and, and so we understand that, you know, with her hand, mm -hmm. she touched the hem of his garment. Mm -hmm. Well, we don't necessarily say if she used, I don't think her hand, but it just said she did. And so she reached out and touched him and he noticed the virtue, the power. I know there's plenty of messages that give you that significance of what, how Jesus, how it came out of him, you know, uh, how the power was extrude, mm -hmm. you know, preachers dress it up, you know, <laughs> and they get to shout and hoop and holler and slobber and open the microphone about that part. And so, you know, we just get excited of, you know, the power of God being the virtue leaving him. And he noticed, um, but it was a faith it was a level of faith that was applied that he mm -hmm. recognized. And it was her faith alone that healed her. Uh -huh. 
you know, it was it was her faith alone that healed her. That you know, she she was tired, she was desperate, she left out of here, she went against her own custom culture to do this. Mm-hmm. And she was not supposed to be around anyone. Yeah. And she pressed. So sometimes in life we have to press. We have to go through yeah. our, our normal di- you know, dynamic. We have to go against our normal uh, thing that it says, you know, we don't necessarily always take the medicine. We go buy a remedy that we, you know, we didn't figure it out or read in a book or uh, our family have shown us. So it's just those things that has happened to us that we said, forget this. We just gonna believe God. I remember times that when my wife was ill, we just said, we just gonna believe God this time because this isn't working for us. And so we just said, no, uh, we went through many times. <laughs> we. Uh, with the neurologist after neurologist, and I've seen some great neurologists, and I've seen some poorly high-minded, pietist, arrogant neurologists that has a God complex. And I saw, I noticed these people, and they they, they pre-diagnose because they, in their mind, they can't figure out exactly what's going on. So I went through that. We went through that thing, and so therefore, uh, there's one that was so highly gifted, was scary how smart she was. We couldn't find her after that. <laughs> and so therefore, it's like, I need to find her. <laughs> so he was like, we was, and we was like trying to find Jesus. We was trying to touch the hem of his garment, trying to find this neurologist, if you will. Uh, so therefore, it was a time of those things. So we went through that. And so we, uh, but when we found one neurologist that gave us just a diagnosis, not saying we had accepting the sickness Mm-hmm. Because we went through some things. We went through some things with the church. The church said we didn't have enough faith. That's why she not healed. Mm-hmm. We went through that. You know, we went through the hurt, the, the abandonment, the rejection of people not wanting to take us on. They saw a burden versus a help. They weren't the spiritual, the bread of the weak. They didn't see that. You know, we had aspirations as married couple to do really great things for the Lord. But when that came, that trauma came, it shifted our whole life. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, uh, we were going through that situation to the place we didn't reveal that church folks would reject us mm-hmm. as if we had done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, now we're going through a Job experience now because people are saying, well, maybe if you would have done this right, well, maybe this, this, maybe this, maybe that. Mm-hmm. Speaking on the behalf of God as if they are directly connected to the Father, as if they're Jesus. Yeah. And so therefore, they're telling us, this is why this is happening, and this is, you know, this is what needs to happen. This is what, you know, we, you know, we went to the altar hundreds of times going for prayer, strength, and all of these things, and so uh, different things, because they speak in tongues, think they understand the revelation of what's going on. So anyway, we was going through this, and uh, so we were seeking the Lord. So we isolated ourselves. We said, you know what, forget these folks. They don't understand us. We're in a class of a trial by ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we reached out different societies, the MS societies, different things, like, but they're just too far away. Uh, it's funny because we was in a pivot because we really didn't want to go all the way over here and say there's nothing else better if we went with the society uh, we were kind of trapped in between that, but we could, really couldn't stay with the church because they were saying we didn't have enough faith. Mm-hmm. So we were 
of going back and forth of mm -hmm. what we should do. We're raising up kids that couldn't understand why they mommy sick and why God let this happen. Right? I don't need no names. But anyway, you just, those things. So we went through therapy, went through counseling, we went through all the different things uh, that because we see, you know, their behavior was a byproduct of the outcome of what we were going through in our family, in our house. And so... We, we, we come to a place where we just said, you know what, Lord? And then I think one service, and it was just one of the services we was having, and God began to move on my wife's legs, and we should have went down to the altar. I uh, didn't really recognize because I was pretty much interceding behind her and praying in tongues and moving my hands, and I'm just going in, not really realizing what God was doing over my family's life, but I was just this, in this, this posture of intercession. Mm -hmm. music, music was going on, and you know, they sing one of the songs I used to lead, and I'm just going in, praying, and you know, and preaching, and not really preaching, well, I was preaching in tongues, but anyway, <laughs> I was just going forth, so therefore, uh, this was happening, and I began to touch my wife's legs, and then one day, she was going to, uh, to a therapist, I don't know why I'm talking about this stuff, trust me, this is not what I plan on saying, but we were just going there, to this therapist, uh, to this uh, physical therapist, and God touched my wife's legs, and it wasn't all the way, but it was enough where she didn't need to go anymore. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. And then she told therapist, it was God that did this, mm -hmm. and she said, "I didn't, I'm not, I, would, I didn't want to go back because I didn't want to give any of them the credit mm -hmm. that God did this." But this is the same woman that didn't have enough faith. Mm -hmm. But it takes faith to get up every day. Yes, yes. Amen. Wow. Amen. 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 She said, if I have no faith. So in the process, my wife was grieving her legs not working. We found out in counseling and therapy. You know, you just grieve because, you know, they were saying that she was crazy or something was going on, sleep deprivation, all this different off-diagnosis from neurology mm -hmm. was telling us this. You know, we were at the Cleveland Clinic, all the way to Cleveland Clinic, dealing with her situations, and uh, one neurologist was trying to help us with this, uh, but there was a nurse's aide that had MS, and she was getting the silicone shots, she said, well, if you're not happy, you can call the ombudsman. <laughs> I said, oh. <laughs> Didn't even know nothing about that. And I called him Busman and he walked in there, you know, strutting like he's Mr. Big Shot. Mm -hmm. Calmed her down because the neurologist over the whole, the attendant, couldn't figure it out. It's gonna, you know, release us, deploy us or not. Um, but we weren't happy because they were trying to say other things again. Like, no, this is not the situation. Mm -hmm. Mind you, we never did at that time figure it out. But we just recognize the power that we have and our rights. The hospital will tell you if you're not happy with something, mm -hmm. you call the ombudsman. Mm -hmm. And they check. <laughs> they, That's right. They don't like it. Mm -hmm. So when you mention it, they shape up. That's right. <laughs> 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 it's policies mm -hmm. that you understand. I go, oh, we got the power. <laughs> okay. So going through all of that, I recognize that we just had to have faith to make us whole. 
now, for the purpose of this, my wife says there's a maintenance to the healing. Well, she's healed. We're all healed. Mm -hmm. By stripes, we're healed. So we're all healed mm -hmm. from every situation. By faith, the force of faith is, a, is a healing us as we go through. So it's not the matter of that. It's just the matter where we're, we're going to continue to believe for full manifestation for it to appear because we shall see him like he is. You know, so we, we you know, we will see him, we will appear and those things will will we will be you know, reverenced or realized or uh not necessarily uh um to become unrecognizable, but to the place where we will see him as he is and he will see us. He will see himself inside of us. Yes. So understanding that it's a, it will be a connection, a compound unity. So we're just moving on into that higher level of perfection, if you will. Mm -hmm. uh, so going back to the story, we see that Jesus was on his way to Jerry's house. Mm -hmm. She was healed from 12 years of bleeding internally. And so therefore, you have to understand that... Uh, 12 is the number of government. Mm -hmm. So what God showed me was this as Paul was talking to us as husbands to love your, your you know, love your wife as Christ loved the church. So the woman now, here's the revelation, is symbolically the church. All right? Mm -hmm. And so God showed me that the church has been bleeding for 12 years. The government of God has been mm. bleeding. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. This is why all of you. Now, here's the significance of why you're here, why you're connected. It's because as intercessors, you've been carrying the church, the government of God, as you intercede. Wow. And so this is what's significant. So this is what's been happening and so, you know, the fivefold ministry has to touch Jesus. Mm -hmm. So the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, evangelist, and the teacher, the government has to touch the hem of his garment. Mm -hmm. So the bleeding has to stop. Mm -hmm. yeah. Carnivals of a broken church. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, then he raises us the government of God up from the dead place mm -hmm. because we've been asleep. Mm -hmm. So Jerry is being the government mm -hmm. of that particular time needed his daughter to be raised from the dead. Mm -hmm. Jesus have the government upon his shoulders mm -hmm. is healing the government in the earthly government's house. <laughs> Makes sense? So you have been interceding for the body of Christ as intercessors. You're women. So God used you as women, not all of your women, but us as a bride of Christ. You understand because you're women, so you understand what it means to be a bride. So 
I can just say that right there, not taking anything away from us, man. All right, so I'm just saying that it's necessary for you to understand that you've been praying. This is, this is what God was saying. You've been praying and interceding for the church to stop bleeding, the government to stop bleeding, the leaders to stop bleeding. Um, and so to get healing, um, there's a conference going on today called Healing Hands. <laughs> and uh, so therefore, there's a, another thing, there's a grief counseling you can have. So these things can help you heal. The body of Christ needs to heal in my spirit. Uh, I want to release a breath out of the million grace, which helps with healing the leaders. And so this is what you've been doing. You've been praying and seeing for God. You've been um, praying for the government within yourself. And so therefore, because you represent the government of God, the fivefold ministry, you carry some of those, those, those essential gifts. Uh, God wants you to intercede and to be a healing. And so therefore, he's going to raise you from that place of intercession so sometimes you felt like you were going to die you felt like you couldn't have nowhere to go no one loved you you isolated yourselves uh, we all isolated ourselves from different reasons we, we isolated ourselves from our own culture our own world our own universe that we have created you know be it uh, academia be it a job whatever <clears throat> um, you know we're still going through the circle of life but we cut ourselves off from certain things um, because of rejection. We feel like we don't need love. We don't deserve love. Um, different things like that. We've, um, you know, we, you know, certain levels, I could, you know, education isn't there, so there we don't have access to certain jobs or certain things like that. Um, so we isolate ourselves and cut ourselves off. And so different things, uh, like I said, at school, we have friends that, you know, we used to be cool with, uh, but they're dogging us, so we isolate ourselves from uh, relationships. Now, sometimes God takes those things away, mm -hmm. uh, but because they don't understand you and what you're going through, you, you know, people judge you in your process mm -hmm. because they don't even know God. They don't even know that there's a process that you're going through, that you're being made to pure gold. So the mm -hmm. level of purity has to come as being refined through that. Mm -hmm. So you are here because of those reasons. Now, what I did see in the spirit, I did see, <laughs> I'll say this, I did see your wombs being healed. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And being blessed. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I did see that in the spirit. You know, I was earlier this week, but I had to get replenished because I did a lot of pouring Last week, a lot of pouring. I had talked to some prophets and apostles earlier in the week, and I continued to just pour and pour and pour. And, you know, got some answers, got some reconciliation of some things. And then, you know, God had to refuel me for today or refuel us. But he knew I was preaching this message. He knew I was going to release that revelation um, because he told me to. Hallelujah. I was working on the seven laws of, of building. And he did have me deal with this for this moment. So I had to wear this particular robe because it has 33 buttons, which is signifying the years of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
and so therefore it's a more of an evangelistical role, and so therefore it's um, prerequisite of you know another office. But that's besides the point. But I just knew that I had to wear this today just to give you, put you in a place of understanding clarity of what God wants to do for you today. And so this is what we're going to do. We're going to pray and we're going to believe God. And we just thank God that, you know, he is here with us and he promised me that he would be there, be here. I'm sorry. Be here. And, and you know, the significance of that. Now, in my mind, I saw my message being preached a different way. But I have to do with God, how he uses me. Um, so I want um, I really want um, us to move by the power and the spirit of the, whole, of the Holy God now and we will be out your way but I do want those who are praying for us to take this moment seriously because it's not something that it's insignificant because it's a time we come together to just touch and agree with God. Amen. I know God has been moving in this house. I know God's been moving in this ministry. Um, but I guarantee you something's going to happen because I release this message. Every time I release this message, it happened. I preach this message at a church, and the church went, Phew. she's a witness. She was there. I, get, I got ridiculed by the leader, you know, with some advice, but really was ridiculed, and the church went haywire. <laughs> and so we had to be the custodians. <laughs> we had to be the, the custodians of what was happening, but I had to, I mean, I wasn't trying to take credit. It's nothing I wanted to do, but I had to be obedient. But it exposed the bleeding of the church. So I guarantee fruit. I guarantee fruit of this word. Not just right now, but after. Because I've seen the result of this revelation. It's bringing up in people's lives. The first time I preach this message. I dealt with leaders, and this woman was so bitter. Um, this leader and the throne of God came. I saw a throne in the spirit realm. Deal with her, judged her right there, she, and it broke that thing off of her. Didn't know exactly what it was then. Didn't understand it. I ministered for four hours straight. All the leaders. Stood up and I dealt with them individually. Because they needed to be healed from their bleeding. They're all in the clergy next, all at this conference. It was like a national convention for them. I'm all over New York, all over the place. Preach this message. In 
the infancy of my ministry. And God began to move. So I'm just telling you the weight and the propensity of what's for you or what has to be pulled out of you today. It has to happen today. I don't know. It has to happen before September. time frame with Jesus that makes sense I don't understand it I realize my church is not like normal churches and when I say it's not normal for a church service so therefore I, I'm really recognizing I'm growing into what God is trying to do and once I think I'm settled I'm not I'm not settled so we're going to pray.
this chili has the three strands on it, and this and it has a five. So this rib, this is signifying the Godhead, and this one is signifying the fivefold ministry. This Linda Gaines made this. Prophet Linda Gaines made this one for me. She didn't even know how to sew.
come on, apostle, you ain't done. You ain't done, apostle.
The light is dead. No longer bound in you. They cannot see a level. He has no power. You slayed him with the word of God. He is dead. Don't let the head go back on his body. You sliced his head off. Jesus is God says, David! Samuel said, what is another son you have? was tending to the sheep. Kalabotasha. Smelling like sheep. Fighting lions and bears. Already learning how to defeat giants. That's your life. Fighting lions and bears in your life. Shalabatasha Kolabika. Kolabatasha Namatasha. David got anointed three times. Before he was able to walk in his rulership. And then, because of the consequences, his own lineage turned against him. was a face-to-face prophet. God is asking, are you willing to recount that kind of weight on your life? That kind of warfare?
We don't, we don't want to go through what David went through. We don't want to go through that no more. We don't, we don't want to go through what Jesus went through. We, we don't want to die on our crosses so he can raise us up again. We, we don't want to go through that. Shout out So, daughter, God is asking you, will you go through that for me? He's asking you this moment. Before you can go to the nations. Before all of that happened, because before I even say that. He has to know. Are you willing to be obedient? He's asking you. Before the, this, this, this extra crushing comes. After he breaks off everything in your past. After that happens. He has to know. They can't even cheer. We be willing to fast eight days. We we crying about ten days. God says a hundred days. In the name of Jesus. Are you willing to look out for like Ezekiel? And your side butt naked before a city. Are you willing to be that kind of prophet? Are you willing to marry a harlot? To be like Jose. How are you going to be like Malachi? God is asking you. You think the prophets care that they were considered minor prophets? And you compare to the major prophets? You think that was an issue for them back then? They weak for nations. Because don't nobody call us a title before our name. Ooh. Ooh, Jesus. My God, my God, my God, my God. Jesus. Ain't got an ink of anointing Jesus. to go nowhere. Jesus. God says, I can't let that be you. I can't let that be you. He was before he was released. God is asking, Can you do that? When you walk in God things and you're dealing with Pharaoh, and God presents you as a God to a Pharaoh. 
And they do call for fires to be an army. I know. You thought the Holy Ghost was just here to tickle our fancies. We speak in tongues and we interpret the word of God. No! The Holy Ghost puts us in the God class. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God says, raise up locusts. The God class. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. This is why the agnostics had the Godhead confused. It was devil's plan. So we couldn't see what we were connected to other people. So we have this battle. Jesus' name, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Jesus' name. All this confusion with the baptismal formula. Because he wanted to be confused. Paul did not come to this church. He ministered to cities that had rulership over the cities. Strip you from everything yes. for normalcy. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jes
Because you asked him a hard thing. over this ministry. Oh you have to walk in a pure place. Oh I ain't got to check you with that sin. The Holy Ghost is going to check yeah. that sin that you are allowing to come in your holy place. It's a realm of purity. That you have to walk in before them because they've seen so many come and walk in failure not completing their assignment. This is not you not really kind of release it and you have to dust your feet off to go to the next city. This is the fact that you failed the assignment. Kusha. God says there's no failure in you this season. Hallelujah. You shall not walk in failure and lack. So now your mind has to change. Kusha. Take some classes. Go to school. Whatever God is telling you to do. Because now you, you're going to see him as he sees you. Sanabato, Sanabake, Rakata. 
not what anybody else said. You finna see him as he sees you. Natasha Baka. And you're gonna see yourself in his eyes. The lyrics to the song is revealed in unity, so the world may see I'm in you and you're in me. Make us one. That's based off the prayer Jesus had with his father. Seal this. Thank you. 
Mental acceleration. Yes. Mental strength. Yeah. 
Kwasha. You thought it was a truth. Hallelujah. But they was like, Eli, they couldn't even see you.
take up the cross and walk with Jesus again. Throat. Fire in your mouth. Yes, God. 
fire touching your esophagus.